Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime Podcast. I am your host, Haley Lira, and I just want to thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a great Halloween yesterday. And I am going to talk to you guys about the disappearance and murder of Kelsey Barrett from Colorado. But before I do, do not forget that you can send me an email anytime you want to storytimepods at gmail.com. And don't forget to go check out my Facebook, Storytime Slayer. That is where I post content related to each episode. So you get pictures, videos, just miscellaneous things I found while compiling this episode. Anyway, oh, don't forget, you can please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you use Apple Podcasts. I know honesty is always the best policy, but five stars sounds pretty good to me. So Kelsey Barrett met Patrick Frazee on an online dating site. I believe she was native to and resided in Washington State at the time, and Patrick lived in Colorado. Kelsey was a certified flight instructor, a beautiful petite brunette. I believe she had piercing light eyes, either a green or a blue. She was in the 26-27 age range when she met Patrick. And Patrick was a really tall, strapping cowboy type. He had brown hair and a solid figure. He lived in Colorado with his mother when they met online. And this was in the February, March-ish of 2016. There were immediate sparks between Kelsey and Patrick. And she ended up relocating to Colorado to be with him May the same year. So May of 2016, she's relocating to Colorado. Now, she lived in an apartment, well, actually a condo, which was near her work, about 20 minutes away from where Patrick lived with his mother. Patrick was the same age as Kelsey. I don't know exactly what he does, but it is livestock and agricultural related. He, I think, did sales. And I know that he had land he leased for his cows to graze on and would sometimes sell horses. Kelsey came from a farm girl background as well. Um, So they had a lot in common. However much they had in common, though, nobody quite understood why they did not live together. Kelsey's mom had offered several times to help them purchase a home together, but Patrick refused. He wanted to do all of it on his own. Okay. Hate that. I think the reason that they didn't live together either was that Patrick didn't want to move out of his mom's home and Kelsey didn't get along with his mom. Kelsey stayed the night one time at Patrick and his mom accused her of being a prostitute. Like, okay. The relationship between Kelsey and Patrick's mother did improve slightly, but she never really liked Kelsey and it showed. This did not, though, interfere with Kelsey and Patrick's relationship. In fact, she became pregnant in the beginning of 2017. Like, it had to have been a dang Christmas or New Year's Eve conception. Not a lot to be said about the time leading up to Kelsey's disappearance, except one person who said Patrick's demeanor began to slowly shift. There was a man who'd known Patrick almost his entire life named Joseph, and he was a gentleman many years older than Patrick, and he said he even considered Patrick to be like a stepson to him, and he considered him a fine young man until he noticed the way he spoke about and started treating Kelsey. First, he saw him completely belittle and berate her on the farm one day because she was having difficulty wrangling some calves. And he said, like, he was very sharp-tongued with her. Kelsey, though, had little Kaylee October 2017. And after she was born, Patrick 
would not call Kelsey by her name when he was talking about her. It was Joseph who pointed this out. And he said that he would constantly call Kelsey Kaylee's mom. Now, the day Kaylee was born, dude, she had to be taken to the nursery for a couple hours to be monitored. And Patrick was so angry that the hospital had to call the police. And Kaylee was technically placed in emergency foster care so they could investigate Patrick and make sure he wasn't abusing Kelsey or an unsafe, unfit person to have a baby. That is crazy. So for the next year, everything is as it had been. From what I understand, Kelsey and Patrick did become engaged, but like he was still living with his mom. She still had her condo until she wasn't at her condo anymore. Thanksgiving Day 2018 was the last day Kelsey was seen alive. We know her and little Kaylee went to a grocery store around noon and left there at about 1230. There's surveillance of them. Kelsey spoke to her mom and told her she was going to make cinnamon rolls. That's exactly what she went to the grocery store for, and that's exactly what she did. On Thanksgiving Day, though, later, Patrick and Kaylee made it to dinner, but Kelsey did not. Most people think that um, Patrick's mom knew what happened to Kelsey, and so, of course, she raised no alarms that Kelsey wasn't at dinner. Sean, Patrick's brother, thought it was a little bit weird, but I don't think anybody in his family was alarmed at her absence because of the disagreements between Kelsey and Patrick's mom and how they didn't really hit it off. So, I mean, I get it. I don't always tango with my in-laws on holidays. In fact, most holidays, I don't see them. So it was when Kelsey's parents did not hear from her, though, that they became really alarmed. Somehow her mom links up with Kelsey's boss And Kelsey's boss said that Kelsey had texted him that she was going to be gone the next week taking care of her sick grandma. And this was not true. Her mom knew that wasn't true. And her boss also said he found it suspicious that the text messages did not look like they came from Kelsey, even though they were from her cell phone. It didn't have any exclamation marks, which I use exclamation marks all the time. So I totally get that. And she didn't have any emojis in her text. Which I know sounds kind of funny, but apparently if you knew her and saw her text style, you would have thought the same thing. So the mom makes a very awkward call to Patrick, wondering if he'd been in touch with Kelsey or maybe poking around to see if he knew what was going on. He told her he had not spoken to Kelsey because they'd broken up, which was totally news to Kelsey's mom. And she asked Patrick, please try and contact her anyway. And he refused. He said that Kelsey wouldn't want to talk to him. Well, her mom explained that this is serious because nobody's talking to her. Like she hasn't talked to anybody. And he reluctantly agrees to the mom that he'll talk to her. And he does say that Thanksgiving was the last day he saw Kelsey because that's when he went to pick up Kaylee from her. So with no idea what the fuck is going on, the family decides that they're going to drive to Kelsey's condo. And guess what? Kelsey's gone. Patrick has Kaylee and this isn't making any sense to her family. So mom, dad, brother, they're all driving to her condo. Everything was really clean, but there was excessive cleaning products on everything like you could literally see the streaks of it that it had dried on the appliances as if someone overcleaned the home which was kind of weird but I'm sure they didn't think about this until much later there was also cinnamon rolls on the stove which were rock hard and that really freaked out Kelsey's mom because she registered that Kelsey made those cinnamon rolls on Thanksgiving and wouldn't have left them out especially in a perfectly clean home 
Plus, the heater was still turned up to high, not like someone who was planning a trip or leaving for a long time, and nothing looked to be missing. Like, it didn't look as though anybody had packed up any of their personal little belongings. I know if you were to look into like my beauty care regimen stuff, my makeup, um, my underwear drawer and stuff, you would obviously be able to tell if I, if I packed up and left. <laughs> um, after a while though, Kelsey's brother made a really gruesome discovery of what looked to be blood next to the toilet. And thus the family called 911. This is December 2nd, 2018 when police get involved. They do confirm it is blood eventually and that it is in fact Kelsey's blood. After police arrive and figure out what's going on, naturally they want to speak to Patrick, right? And his story is the dumbest but most consistent replay ever throughout this episode. They broke up, it was amicable, and she must have ran away. He said he last spoke to her on the 25th. There was a phone call at 5.30 and a text at 7 p.m. And police find out this was interesting. He did speak to Kelsey and when they pulled up her phone and phone records and located it, she was in Idaho. Okay. And when they zero in on the tower and narrow down the location, it's not like in a habitable area. It's like even off of a road. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there's really no reason for her to be off road in the middle of Idaho, but okay. So the FBI get involved at this point. And police are starting to really circle in on Patrick. They really think he's guilty of something. So December 4th, Patrick is talking to his brother, Sean, who actually is a police officer, by the way. And he had literally just tried finishing telling his brother that Kelsey had been drinking again, which was news to Sean because he never knew Kelsey to be a drinker. Patrick said that Kelsey was even in trouble at work. He was just making Kelsey sound like a mess who ran away and everyone should just forget it. He doesn't know why they won't drop it. But the convo gets cut short because police officers arrive and they ask Patrick for his cell phone. Patrick resisted heavily and told them to go get a warrant. But his brother, Sean, kind of helped the officers and got Patrick to give up his cell phone. And Patrick immediately leaves because he has got to make a phone call. As soon as he leaves, he goes straight to Joseph's home. And that remember, that's the guy that he's known forever. And he asks if he can use his phone. And Joe's, of course, like, yeah. Patrick said it was about some horses that were supposed to get picked up or whatever. So Joseph steps back, gives him some privacy for this business sounding call. And Patrick finishes up and he just leaves. Well, Joseph looked at his phone and he didn't know the number, but he recognized that it was actually an Idaho area code, which was kind of strange, but... Okay, whatever. Not really his business, I guess. So throughout this entire investigation, Patrick not one time has been concerned about trying to locate Kelsey or get a hold of her. December 5th, which is a day after Patrick gave up his cell phone, he actually goes to the bank that he and Kelsey both had separate accounts at. And of course, everybody knows who he is. They're all suspicious. And he asked the manager for footage of the inside of the bank on Thanksgiving Day. She asked why. He said that he needed to prove he didn't have anything to do with Kelsey's disappearance. And I don't know if he told her that he talked to Kelsey on the 25th or if the public was privy to this information or if she just knew someone who knew somebody, but she called him out on it and was like, why would you need to see the footage of Thanksgiving if you last spoke to Kelsey on the 25th? And he got super pissed off 
And she told him that she didn't have the tape anyway because they deleted it and reused it weekly. And I'm telling you, he left there pissed off. He's obviously trying to establish an alibi, right? So the police catch two really big breaks and a weird phone call the next day on December 6th. Break one is police get photos from a neighbor's camera that coincidentally had to face and monitor Kelsey's condo, which Kelsey kind of liked and was fine with. I would too. Well, that camera that she had picked up like 11 still frames of Patrick at Kelsey's home on Thanksgiving Day after she came back from the grocery store. It also got her in and out of the condo with Kaylee to and from the store. So break two that the police got was they did a luminol test in the condo to see if there was any blood that had been cleaned up they could locate. And they did. There was blood everywhere though which is really sad and really scary I'm sure for the family and when I tell you what happened to Kelsey you're going to understand why there was so much blood the third thing was the really weird call so the manager of a cell phone store in town said Patrick came into his store that day he immediately knew who Patrick was everybody does and Patrick was asking him if he could reset the password on his cell phone but the manager couldn't because Patrick didn't have his cell phone the police did and Patrick was kind of frustrated about this. He was getting pretty, pretty mad, but there was nothing that the cell phone manager could do to help him wipe clean or lock his cell phone. So then he just asked the manager, Hey, if I had a phone that was like smashed up, I don't know, say with like a hammer, could you get information from this phone, like location and stuff? And it's really funny to me because the manager got really scared. Not that that's funny, but He got really scared and he just told Patrick he'd be right back and he actually went to the back of the store and hid in a broom closet and tried to breathe silently waiting for Patrick to leave and he was terrified but Patrick did eventually leave and this guy called the police. So those were the breaks that the police got and I have a really big bomb to drop. A new person has entered our story and investigation. Her name is Crystal Lee and she was 29 with two kids. The FBI called Crystal December 14th and wanted to meet with her about the disappearance of Kelsey. She of course denied any knowledge of who that even is, but agreed to meet the following day when she got back from Vegas. She lives in Idaho. December 15th, the following day, Crystal's met at her home. I don't know if she was already there when they showed up, but Regardless, her home is searched and lots of items are seized. She submits a DNA sample and she says that she will cooperate with their investigation, but she needs to speak to a lawyer. Obviously, she's saying, though, that she doesn't know what they're talking about. Patrick's home is also searched that same day. Both obviously had search warrants. Of the things they seized at Patrick's, what caught my attention was four teeth in an envelope Okay, their baby is only one years old, so it's not her teeth. Cleaning supplies that had blood on them. How how can you not clean fucking cleaning supplies? That is the craziest shit I've heard. And they found a paper in Patrick's drawer with what looked like a timed alibi for the day of Thanksgiving. Like he was trying to formulate where he was every moment of the day. So who the fuck is Crystal? And what's going on? Well, I'm going to tell you, Crystal is an idiot and she's every father's greatest failure. So Crystal met Patrick in 2006 and she felt an instant connection, she says. Love at first sight. They dated one year and then parted ways. 
They stayed in touch, though, um, until they got into some argument about a damn dog. Years went by, years, and Crystal got engaged. The night before, Patrick called Crystal and he asked her not to marry another man. Like, he basically begged her. But she went ahead and got married and she said that she, like, kind of had this weird thing for Patrick still, though. Like, she felt wishy-washy about if she should have gotten married. Um, They would sometimes exchange Facebook messages over the years, but nothing much happened until 2015. Crystal's marriage was on the rocks. So on a trip that she had to make to Colorado anyway, she decided that she was going to go ahead and just link up with Patrick. And she said it was like nothing ever happened. They picked up right where they left off and blah, 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 blah. And that's because they were playing pretend bitch like they both have families. So Patrick told her to leave her husband and start a new family with him. And she was actually torn about this decision. Whatever. March 16th, Crystal realizes she is pregnant. Now, this is two months into Patrick and Kelsey having met online. So Patrick, who has not told Crystal about his fiance, he told her to get an abortion. And she did. Um, She also got divorced and Patrick didn't care. Like, he didn't give a shit that she got an abortion. He didn't care that she was divorced. He obviously didn't want to be with her. And so they just, like, quit talking again. Patrick's living his life with Kelsey. Uh, Crystal's doing whatever she does. And Kelsey gets pregnant in 2017 and has Kaylee that October. And the same month that she births Kaylee, Patrick and Crystal start talking again. First through Facebook, then through cell phone calls. And the next thing you know, it's June 2018, and she is going to see Patrick in Colorado. No idea that he had a baby or fiance, though. She had a friend tell her after her first visit, but she did not confront Patrick about it, and Patrick did not come clean about it. So she goes back in August, acting real suspicious, I'm sure, but it isn't until September that Patrick finally tells her, He has a baby who's almost a year old, okay? He then fabricates to Crystal how awful Kelsey is and how she's a bad, abusive mom and he needs to get rid of her. He then tries to solicit Crystal to kill Kelsey three different times. First, he plans it all out and he tries to get her to bring Kelsey some poisoned coffee And she actually went as far as to go to Kelsey's condo with coffee, but she supposedly didn't poison it. Whatever. Then he tries to get her to just straight up beat Kelsey with a, with a pipe, a fucking pipe. And then the third time he tries to get her to beat her with a bat. So my question is why the fuck did she not call police? How embarrassing. And she said that she was afraid But she also said that she didn't want to get Patrick in trouble because she really cared about him. And he said his little girl was getting abused. So this is how Crystal got here into this relationship with a married man who claims he's married to an abusive wife who's hurting their baby. So this is how Crystal got here in a relationship with a man married to an abuser. But when Crystal first spoke to the police, she said she didn't know anything about the disappearance of Kelsey. She said she didn't even know Patrick's fiance's name was Kelsey. That's a damn lie. Her and Patrick had rehearsed a bunch what what they would say if they were interviewed by the police. 
And what she said was that she was with Patrick November 24th from 9 to 5. And without being asked, Crystal just kept talking like she had memorized something and didn't want to mess it up. So she literally, without being prompted, just just read through a paragraph of what her and Patrick had memorized. And she said that um, she was with Patrick the 24th from 9 to 5. And then she said she drove home right after 5 and she drove straight through mostly to Idaho and got home at 11 a.m. She tells them the exact route she took, all the details of the 24th from her made-up story. And then the interview kind of wraps up. Now, here was the crack in her interview. If her and Patrick were together all day, then why did they talk on the phone three times between 9 and 5 on the 24th? And why was her cell phone at the same tower Kelsey's was the 24th? In the middle of fucking nowhere in Idaho. And it was one tower away from, I believe, where Crystal lived. And all their cell phones had been searched by the FBI and police to corroborate this information, by the way. So they call Crystal's ex-husband and he actually can corroborate that Crystal was gone on the 24th that weekend. And of course, he didn't really know what she was doing the 24th. Police are pretty sure, though. She's obviously lying The police want to speak to Crystal again, and she agrees, and this time they press her a little bit harder. They also put forth all the charges she could face, and when I tell you what happened to Kelsey, you'll understand exactly how serious the charges she could face have been, and why she opted to tell the police what happened and strike a deal. Mm, A deal with the devil's side piece. I mean... Three times Patrick tried to solicit her to murder Kelsey and she did not report it. Ugh. So Crystal came clean and said Patrick called her first on November 4th and said to come to Colorado because he was going to go through with it. He was going to go through with killing Kelsey, but she didn't call and she didn't come to Colorado. Then on the 22nd, Patrick called Crystal during her Thanksgiving get together And said that she had a mess that she needed to clean up. She knew immediately what had happened. He'd killed Kelsey and she needed to go clean up the crime scene. So guess what she does? She had to pencil in cleaning up the crime scene on the 24th. Because she didn't have time to go until then. And it was a bloodbath. She claims that she cleaned it rather than call the police. Because no one needed to see what happened to Kelsey. She didn't want her mom and her daughter to see how bloody and grisly the scene was at Kelsey's condo. There was no doubt in Crystal's mind Kelsey was dead just by looking at the condo. But what can she do now? Hmm. She decides to spend four hours cleaning it. What the fuck? And she said that she purposely left tiny splatters so someone would see them and called the police. And I just think that's a lie. After cleaning the condo, damn near spotless, removing anything with blood on it that could not be cleaned, such as like a few of Kaylee's toys, some pillows from the couch, things like that. Crystal left and she got Sonic for her Patrick and little Kaylee to eat. She went back and stayed at Patrick's and he told Crystal exactly what happened. He said that little Kaylee was settled in the other room in her playpen And Patrick told Kelsey he wanted to relax and play a game. He was going to blindfold her and have her guess the smell of candles that he'd bought. For lack of anything better, he tied a sweater around Kelsey's head. He put one candle in front of her to smell, and then 
he started beating her to death with a baseball bat. She actually came to during the attack and she was afraid and she was confused and she asked him to stop. She said, please stop is supposedly her last words. Patrick loaded up her body into a black tote that he had. Remember, Kelsey was very petite and he actually left her in the back of his truck during Thanksgiving dinner and then later dropped her body off in the top shelf of some hay he had in a barn and he put her there because he was the only one who had a key because he leased this barn for his cattle. So I guess he felt comfortable with that. After he tells her all of this, they go and get Kelsey's body from that barn. And this evidence was actually corroborated. They took cadaver dogs to the barn and they hit on a higher haystack that was actually indented to the size of Kelsey. And that's exactly where Patrick supposedly placed her, according to Crystal. And he left Kelsey there for two days until the 24th when Crystal came into town, cleaned up her condo, and then met him there. And this is why the hay was indented and the cadaver dogs reacted to it. So they go together to pick her body up from this barn and take her back to Patrick's. I'm assuming she's in the tote the whole time. And they put her in like a metal box or something and they burn her. So they burn her and all the items that Crystal couldn't clean from her condo. Crystal and Patrick were both obviously arrested. Um, Crystal agreed to testify against Patrick, and that was the state's strongest evidence, obviously. That and the cell phone records and the interactions that he'd had with others. The cell phone store manager, you know, the bank woman, not to mention the still shots of him at Kelsey's on the 22nd. Patrick was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, three counts of solicitation to commit first-degree murder, one count of tampering with the deceased human body, and two counts of a crime of violence. He was found guilty on all counts and sentenced to life, plus 162 years. Crystal's deal allowed her to plead guilty to evidence tampering, which has a maximum of three years. She was sentenced three years. I am so shocked. That is not enough. The reason I want to talk about this story is because who in the actual hell would go clean up this fucking crime for that guy like that's crazy and I don't know who I hate more Crystal or Patrick Ugh. Patrick's defense was always he didn't do it no body no evidence on Thanksgiving Day by the way Patrick mom posted a meme of the Wizard of Oz and it was one where they're celebrating the evil witch being dead and it says yay the wicked witch is dead um, not a good look. Now, Crystal says Patrick's mom actually saw them burning Kelsey's body on the property, but no charges were ever pressed and no one can corroborate that information. It's just what Crystal says. I believe it, but I don't know. Okay. So one reason that I really dislike Crystal is because one day she was actually with Patrick and his daughter and Patrick was extremely picky and scrutinized everything she said, everything she did, she, the way she cooked, the way she acted, nothing was right. And she actually was questioning if what he'd said about Kelsey had been true, but she ignored that too. So it's like, okay, that and three fucking solicitations to murder her. That's crazy. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be back next week. Bye.